Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fantasy enthusiasts of all ages, welcome in to the Fantasy Authority Wide Receiver Rankings Show. Cody, Robbie, and Kev rocking with you here. Going to get you set for week five. Doing something a little bit different this week if you haven't caught the other videos. So instead of going through, normally there's two of us, we go through our rankings individually. This week, again, a little twist, all three of us. So we're going to pull our consensus rankings and talk about them that way so without further ado let's jump into our top 12 wide receivers for week five we have it as Devonte adams stefan diggs tyreek hill cooper cup dj moore justin jefferson at six deandre hopkins terry mclaurin dk metcalf calvin ridley keenan allen and debo samuel as our last wide receiver one Kev, I'm going to throw it to you first. Who do you want to you know, really touch on? I think it's pretty simple here for, for the top 12 guys. Not a lot we have to really dive into, but anyone that you're really liking, anyone who you were you know, kind of hesitant on in your top 12. I, see, I, I am lower on Justin Jefferson than you guys are, and that is mainly because I think that this is a game that we see the Vikings really just run the rock, right? That's what they want to do. You know, Mike Zimmer goes six for midnight anytime he gets an opportunity to just pound that rock anytime he can. And, uh, you know, they're playing Detroit. And so Detroit's defense is terrible. And I just don't think they throw the ball that much. I don't think that Detroit's going to be able to do a whole lot to be able to keep up in this game. And I think that Dalvin, uh, Dalvin Cook sees a just – massive amount of carries in this game. And so I am just a little bit lower on Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen alike because I just don't think they really need to throw the ball that much. And so I think that, you know, lowers him down just a tad. But, I mean, he's still, you know, I still have him as a top eight guy. And then uh, somebody that I am much lower than you guys are, and that is uh, one Calvin Ridley. He has been very, very very average to start this year. Like he, he's not been the guy that I think all of us thought he would be to this point. This Falcons offense just looks terrible. And we got guys like Cordell Patterson just doing all the work and uh, getting all the, getting all the touchdowns right now. And I think the touchdowns will come. The target share is definitely there for it to be that, but like, like the thing with him, you know, I, I don't think it's probably a big surprise that without Julio Jones there, that it really has probably affected him a little bit. I know we've, we've had stints without Julio Jones uh, and, and some of this could just be attributed to the touchdown right here, but I mean, it's not even that, like, I mean, he's been terrible uh, in terms of yards per route run. I mean, he's 63rd in yards per route run. And that is a pretty good metric to use, utilize in terms of wide receiver efficiency to look at. And, and he just hasn't been there. They're also not utilizing him deep whatsoever either, or I shouldn't say not whatsoever, but I mean, not nearly as much as I think we all thought they would um, right now. His yard per reception is 9.4, which is 84th among all wide or 87th among all wide receivers. And his yard per target is 6.1. And so he's not getting those opportunities as a deep threat either. I just have a little bit of concern with him. And 
Uh, you know, I'm not going to continue to just rank these guys inside my top 10 just because, well, that's where they should go. And so that's why I have them a little bit lower. Same with like an Allen Robinson, who I now have as a wide receiver three. And maybe that might even be too high. Again, with Calvin Ridley, I'm not saying that he's a bad play. It is against the Jets. But I will say the Jets uh, have been decent. Uh, on defense the defense hasn't really been much of the problem it's been the offense turning the ball over so this defense actually has played a little bit better than I think people give him credit for but I do still think with this offense uh, I think that with him he's still a locked in top 20 guy but there are definitely concerns with Calvin Ridley yeah the reason why I have him up there Kevin is because all, all of the, the the rosier part of that picture that you laid out with uh, the target share and the receptions like all it takes is you know a, a play here or there for him to be able to put up one of those instead of seven for, you know, 60, seven for 80 games that he's been having for him to turn that into a eight for a buck 20 in the score. I, I feel like this matchup against the Jets, although like you were saying, haven't been as bad as we were probably expecting them to be. They're still not a great defense either. So that's why I'm still, still holding on hope, but I'm with you on dropping down a Rob. Uh, Robbie is actually the highest amongst us on him there. But, Robbie, before we move on, I really don't have anything to add in here for, for the top 12 guys. If you have any of these guys, you're plugging them in and starting them. Any of the top 12 guys you want to touch on before we move on? No, no. Just just to quickly add, I think that's why I'm higher on Calvin Ridley is he is a top five guy in terms of targets right now with 42 in, in four weeks, 96% of the snaps, um, 31% of the target share. Three touchdowns is not going to go to Cordero Patterson every single week. If Matt Ryan throws two touchdowns, I think most weeks we can probably expect Calvin Ridley to have his name attached to that. That's never been something he's struggled with in the past. Um, even with Julio Jones there, I think his, his past three seasons, he had nine, 10, and then seven touchdowns. So this is a guy that can find the end zone. And I think that will turn around. So only one through the first four weeks. I think Calvin Ridley, after this week, we're going to be remembering, oh, this is the Calvin Ridley of, of old. I mean, he had 13 targets, seven for 80. Again, it... We are missing the touchdown, and I do think it comes in future games. The other guy, I think Deontay Johnson is just the other name I'd like to throw out there. 35 targets through three games. <laughs> he just gets so many freaking targets from Ben Roethlisberger because he can't throw it anywhere else. Um, he's a, a top 10 wide receiver for me um, because he scored twice in the three games, and he's going to get peppered. He's going to get 10 to 14 targets each week. I don't care if Claypool comes back. He's obviously Ben's number one. Um, sometimes his number two option if he's not going to Najee Harris 17 times. So Deontay Johnson, I think just because of volume, just because of how much this offense is probably going to have to throw to stay in games because they can't move the football early in football games, Deontay Johnson should be a top 12 guy ranked until we see differently. I was like taken aback by that deep target, that touchdown that he had over. And I was like, big Ben threw a dime to him on that play. I'm like, where is this Ben? Where is this big bid? But it was very short-lived. It was like he just reached in and just grabbed it out. It was like, you know, uh, he, he sapped more of his power away because that's literally all. Uh, but I just was shocked whenever he had, he made that throw. A broken Big Ben clock is still right twice a day. Yeah, I've been sitting <laughs> on that for a second. Imagine what Deontay Johnson could be if he actually had a functioning quarterback. Not this hey, geriatric maybe, old man. Maybe next year with the looks that Aaron Rodgers and uh, Mike Tomlin – we're giving it to each other. Did you I, see that? I, I mean, there were some that, like, like they were smitten for each other. Cody might be a Steelers fan again. Yeah, he, he might break out of Steelers stuff again. I'm sure I'd find something to, to bitch and complain about. But before we go too far down that rabbit hole, let's go ahead and dive into our wide receiver twos for week five. Kicking things off for us is Chris Godwin. 
Next is the aforementioned Deontay Johnson. That is my fault. I have him down at 21. You guys have him at 9 and 11. Then we move on to C.D. Lamb, Adam Thielen, Jamar Chase, Mike Williams, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, Mike Evans, Hollywood Brown, Allen Robinson, and Corey Davis wrapping things up for our wide receiver twos. Robbie, throwing it to you first. Who in here in this group would you like to touch on for the week five wide receiver ranks? Yeah, I think this group is kind of the the guys that at least have shown us enough through two or, or three of these four weeks, right? Wide receivers, you're always going to see an inconsistent game uh, every now and then. So all these guys have had some down games, but um, guys like Tyler Lockett, after he booms two weeks, he has two down games. Um, I think he absolutely can, can come out and have another good week. But the guy I really want to touch on is Marquise Brown. Um, he's been fantastic, and I know eventually Rashad Bateman is going to come back, and that's probably going to uh, curtail my excitement for him a little bit. But, man, his the, the Ravens are throwing more than they have ever in Lamar Jackson's history. Um, they don't really have a run game. Uh, Latavius Murray is leading the way. I know he had 18 uh, – I think it was 18 carries last game, but um, they're actually throwing at a decent pace where he's now getting targets that if you have a guy with his explosiveness um, and his ability, right, uh, to make big plays – this is a guy that you have to rank at least as, as a wide receiver two each week. The only week that he hasn't been a wide receiver two or better was the week where he dropped, what, two or three passes. Two of them could have been touchdowns. So he's a guy that, that should absolutely be locked and loaded um, going against the Colts secondary. Mike Evans, I think it was exciting to see him perform well when they had A.B., um, Chris Godwin, I know Gronk was out, but I thought he might be the guy that, that they try and take away. It looked like uh, Bill Belichick, the Patriots, kind of took away Chris Godwin a little bit. So I was a little bit worried about Mike Evans, but he's actually had a decent target share where I'm not as worried about him. I'm not ranking him um, you know, outside of wide receiver two at all. He has uh, shown enough where I'm going to keep him as a solid wide receiver two. But um, those are the two guys I really want to touch on. First things first, let's talk about Jamar Chase. And man, it just doesn't feel like it was just the other day where people thought he was dead and uh... – you know, oh uh, you know, preseason drops and everything else. And here we are. That so uh, Jamar absurd. Chase just continues to ball every single week. It's not even just the four touchdowns that he has that is second among all wide receivers. It is the 46.5% of the market share of the air yards in this offense, which Ooh. is fifth among all uh, wide receivers. So, uh, you know, whether I, I really don't care if, if T. Higgins comes back, it's not really going to affect my opinion on, of him one way or the other. I think it affects probably Tyler Boyd more than it does Jamar Chase. And in this matchup that they are going to get against Green Bay, we already talked about, especially if, if uh, Jair Alexander is forced to miss, then this is going to be big, big things for Jamar Chase. So I absolutely love him this week. I probably could actually have him higher than I do. And, you know, I wanted to talk really quickly about Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb because I am uh, probably lower on both of them than I have Amari Cooper at 25. And, and I have CeeDee Lamb just a little bit higher. And for me, it's, it's, it goes right along with what I think about what this offense probably is turning a little bit more into and a little bit more balanced, right? I think heading into this year, we all thought that this offense was going to be top three and, you know, pass attempts per game. And it's just not been the case. They have not needed to run the ball. The defense has been much better than I think we all thought they would be this quickly. And they've been able to just lean on the run. They get a big lead and they just lean on the run. And I think that's just going to lead to less opportunities for these wide receivers. And so I am just a little bit lower on both of them. I think they're both stars for sure. But, you know, even like last week with Amari Cooper, you know, had he not found the end zone, you know, last week, he had three targets in that game. 
for a three or a three catches, sixty nine yards and a touchdown. He did leave briefly with a injury, uh, so that should be mentioned. But he's not seeing any targets. I mean, week one, sixteen targets when they were behind, right? Since then, five, four, three. Now he has been dealing with an injury for CD Land or for Amari Cooper. That has something to do uh, just not utilizing him as much. But even still, you know, we can talk about CD Land. 15, 9, 3, and 5 targets for these guys, right? And so if they get a lead, they are going to run the rock with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, and they're just not going to throw the ball as much. I would temper my expectations for these guys because of that. Because if they get a lead, they're going to run the ball and it's going to lower their opportunities. And even without Michael Gallup, and when Michael Gallup comes back, I really don't know what this is going to look like. Because do I think that CeeDee Lamb is going to get 3 and 5 targets every week? No. But I think it is definitely in the range of possibility, and the Giants' offense isn't one that I would say that that is definitely going to be pushing the Cowboys to air, air, air it out. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Yeah, just just quickly on that, I, I have Cooper at wide receiver 13, so higher, much higher than Kev and, and then a little bit higher than Cody. And I think, honestly, the, the untold story that I've mentioned a couple times is just the turnovers that the Cowboys defense has been able to generate week in and week out. Um, they've had at least um, two interceptions each week, uh, adding in a couple of fumble recoveries. So I don't think that that quite continues to, at the rate it has been. If it did, they would probably set a record uh, for turnovers. Really, they're on, on pace to, to break all records for um, interceptions in a season. So once you see that, I think you're, you're going to see this offense have to drive down the field more. They, they've been given a lot of short fields. You're, you're right. They've gotten really early leads. And I think with how good this offense is, they can continue to do that. But I think they'll have to sustain longer drives. And when you do that, you can't always just uh, run the football as well as they do it. I do think we'll see more involvement um, from this passing game. And I think it balances out a little bit more where they're not as run heavy as they have been this past game. Um, and, and if they're not turning over defense or offenses as much as they have, you can also talk about these offenses staying in the game a little bit more um, than the Eagles and the Panthers did the past two weeks. So um, I do think that that balances out a little bit more. We should see Cooper and Lamb more in the um, probably seven to nine target range than we've seen them in the, the three to five the past couple of weeks. The only thing I want to throw in here with the guys that we have in this range is I'd be waiting for the Tyler Lockett, the next Tyler Lockett blow-up game, and then I'm I'm shipping him out as quickly as as humanly possible. Like it, it is, it is just so frustrating with him after starting off the year as wide receiver six and wide receiver two and half PPR scoring. Uh, now looking at wide receiver sixty-six in week three and wide receiver seventy-five in week four. So like I, I'm telling you guys now, the next blow-up game he has when he scores that second touchdown. Tyler Lockett on the block. Just message everybody in your league, let them know, and just sell him off to, to the highest bidder. But let's go ahead and jump into our wide receiver threes, and we'll start to wrap things up here. Kicking things off with Cortland Sutton at 25, Robert Woods, Marvin Jones, Antonio Brown at 28, Brandon Cooks at 29, Jacoby Myers, someone who we liked a lot last week. He came through. T. Higgins at 31. I can speak for myself that if he's in, I'm definitely going to be moving him up. Odell Beckham, Tyler Boyd, Devonta Smith, Manny Sanders, and then Michael Pittman 
we have at 36 across the board. So, Kev, uh, wide receivers in a wide receiver three range. Just talk to us about your wide receiver threes. Well, I'm definitely not sure on Robert Woods. I continue to not be sure on Robert Woods. Uh, he, he he bailed people out last week with a touchdown, uh, or else it would have been another really rough week with r- r- what eight fantasy points had it not been for the touchdown that he was able to get. And you know, you know, Cooper Cup just continues to just take all the targets in this offense. And now we saw like Van Jefferson becoming more and more uh, involved in this offense as well. So. I, I mean, I think you still play Robert Woods, but man, if you have some other options, I think you could you, you can easily sit Robert Woods at this point because he's just not seeing the opportunities. I mean, he did see nine targets in week two, but other than that, it's four, six, and six. And so, I mean, it's just been a little bit rough sledding for him. You know, Robert Woods is just hard to really trust on a week-to-week basis at, at this point. But uh, I did want to hit on Jacoby Myers. Love to see it. Love to see Jacoby Myers, somebody that I was in love with heading into the season. He has 41 targets on the year, which is eighth most among all wide receivers. Can the guy get a touchdown, though? That's all I want to know. Can we get Jacoby a touchdown? He didn't get one last year. He still doesn't have one this year. Like, it is frustrating, as I'll get out with with Jacoby Myers, uh, that he cannot see a touchdown. Bill, can we scheme him a touchdown? Can we reward this guy uh, with a touchdown because he needs it? Because he's still... You know, averaging 13.4 fantasy points per game without a touchdown, which is impressive. He's also seven deep targets, eighth most among all wide receivers. So, Jacoby Myers turned into a, a solid wide receiver three every week. Great matchup against Houston as well. And so, I like that. I, I like this matchup for him. And he is somebody that's going to continue to see a lot of targets in this offense. And, you know, I think those are the guys that, you know, that I really like. I know Odell Beckham. I'm higher on him as well against the Chargers. I think they are going to have to throw the ball a little bit more. My goodness, was Baker Mayfield horrendous last week. You know, they are obviously a team that, that leans far more on the, the run than they do the pass. But Odell Beckham continues to see the majority of the targets in this offense. And so I, I think that he is uh, somebody that I like as a wide receiver three as well. Real quickly, just to, to, to jump on the uh, the guys that I want to talk about while you were talking about uh, wanting to get some touchdowns, Kev. Can we get one for Michael Pittman? A guy that I was high on, uh, finally starting to uh, – not, not finally, because it's been happening since week two. Eight for 123, six for 68, and six for 59. Sitting at 17th in target share among wide receivers, 14th in targets. It's all there. Uh, seventh in red zone targets, but only two receptions on those six targets. So he's someone who, you know, it's nice to see him kind of step into that alpha role where after week one, we were kind of just like, oh, here we go again. Going to be waiting on the Michael Pittman breakout. We still need that big game, but he's someone who, you know, is going to be consistently in our wide receiver three rankings for uh, for the rest of the year because of the opportunity that he's seeing. Robbie, who you got in this wide receiver three range? Yeah, I, I think I want to just tell Nick Sirianni that when you throw the ball to Devontae Smith, you end up having a Great lot of success. Um, I hope that does continue. Um, I have him as a start, even though he's you know down there kind of in that flex play. He will be a flex that's going to go over a lot of running backs, a lot of these other wide receivers. Yep. He should probably, I don't want to call him a must start, but he's going to be a mostly start there, such a thing. Um, Marvin Jones is, as you guys know, was a guy I was a little bit higher on DJ Chark out of the picture. Now it's kind of Marvin Jones and Chenault to carry the torch. He did disappoint on Thursday night, but now he gets Tennessee Titans who have been horrendous uh, against wide receivers. They're seeding the second most points to wide receivers and they became the get right game for Zach Wilson uh, in that offense. So um, I really like Marvin Jones going against that 
um, secondary. The one guy we talked about at the top that we didn't um, talk about really since, Allen Robinson. Uh, he's a guy that I'm still going <laughs> to go back to the well one more time. Um, we've seen Justin Fields improve, right? He was horrendous in week three. He played a lot better, but only had 11 uh, passing attempts in week four. Um, that's because they really didn't need to. David Montgomery is just chewing up that um, Lions run defense. And now David Montgomery has, has been injured. If they go back to Andy Dalton, I, I, I think we probably see them throw more. And if they stay with Justin Fields, we've seen him improve enough. that This could just bode well, I think, for Allen Robinson, who we know has the talent in the past, has always been a 160-target guy. He's obviously not on pace for that this year, but we know the talent is there. If the opportunity improves, which I think it will with either quarterback behind center, uh, I do think we see a, a good Allen Robinson game. Um, he faces Las Vegas, so it's kind of that that medium. I'm not ranking him higher because of the matchup or lower, um, but I do trust the talent and, and this passing offense to, to be leaned on a little bit more with Dave Montgomery out. Definitely some guys to like outside of the wide receiver at three range. We can touch on those guys quickly, and we'll, uh, we'll wrap things up here. Kev, who are some of the names you like outside of our top 36 that you're looking to play in week five? Yeah, it was really. I almost, uh, I really wanted to get him into my top 36. I just, I think I'm at 37. But LaVisca Chenault, it was good to yeah. see, you know, six catches, 99 yards last week against Cincinnati. Uh, you know, really good matchup this week against Tennessee. Nothing really to worry about there. Did not find the end zone, but LaVisca Chenault uh, should be utilized far more than what he is. Like, uh, I was, I've been a little bit surprised with some of the usage that he's had a little bit this year and the kind of the way they've utilized him a little bit. Uh, I thought they would get more creative in the ways of, you know, getting the ball in his hands, but it was a really encouraging game last week and a really great matchup this week. So you definitely could fire him up as a flex option this week. And then, you know, Randall Cobb uh, kind of coming out of the woodworks a little bit, uh, you know, did play 47% of the snaps. I don't think he's going to be a guy that's all of a sudden going to jump bump up and see 80, 90% of the snaps. It's not going to happen. You know, I think they're going to continue to utilize him the way that he is, but as long as MBS is on the shelf right now, uh, for, on the IR, he's going to see more opportunities. We know he has that connection, that built-in chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, last week, five for six for 69 yards and those two touchdowns last week. And so I do like him as well. I think A.J. Green is also somebody that we can look at, once again, as a weekly flex option. He continually is seeing a lot of opportunities. This is arguably one of the best offenses in the league with Kyler Murray. And, you know, while you know we thought that, that uh, Rondell Moore was going to be a thing, uh, he has, the last few weeks, really hasn't been utilized nearly as much. It's really been A.J. Green, kind of been that number two wide receiver, you know, with, with Christian Kirk right there with him. So, A.J. Green, uh, I thought he was dust, but apparently not. And then I think Jameson Crowder as well. I know, Robbie, I think you have him pretty high as well. But he is back as the, you know, the slot wide receiver here in this offense. Good matchup for him. So, uh, I think Jameson Crowder also is somebody that people can look at. Yeah, just following up on that, yeah, Jamison Crowder kind of took over that Braxton Berrios role um, that we thought he would in that offense, and, and that's just going to make him a really good weekly flex um, in PPR leagues. I mean, he even found the end zone, which is something he doesn't do a ton, um, but when you get that, that is fantastic. If Elijah Moore um, still is out in week five, I think that means – Again, I don't know if he's the must start, but you're going to really, really like him as a flex option going against the Atlanta Falcons, who are not very good against wide receivers. 
Darnell Mooney, I, I mentioned all those things about Allen Robinson. I, I think we can't overlook Dar- Darnell Mooney's fantastic game. Five catches for 125 yards. The same thing applies to what I said about Allen Robinson. If Justin Fields has more opportunities, if he continues to grow now in his third start, or if they go to Andy Dalton, who I think is serviceable, I, I do think Darnell Mooney is a guy that's worth flex consideration. Um, and then another, another guy, maybe this is more just picking him up and, and stashing, but Kadarius Tony looked really, really good, actually. I know that Sterling Shepard is out. I know that Darius Slayton's out. When they all come back, it's going to be a conjumbled mess, but I don't know how long they're going to be out. And so he logged 66% snaps in week three. Um, he plays 78% in week four, um, and he gets a really good uh, target share here in week four. A nine targets, caught six for 78, and just just looks really dynamic. I mean, you can tell he's 180 pound or whatever he is because he's so shifty. Um, just looks really dynamic. So with how well Daniel Jones is playing, and this is not just a fantasy thing, but a real life quarterback thing. Yeah, I I would actually agree with that. And you know, while these guys remain out, like he's got his play majority in the slot, uh, which is those high value targets. And so, uh, you know, uh, I I'm not a big fan of Canarius Tony, Tony the player, especially you know at the draft process and everything else. But I definitely think that he is. Uh, I did want to ask you guys really quickly about Brandon Ayuk, like. I don't get it. I don't get how somebody can be so uh, dynamic and so like just um, how good he was last year to this year where he's just a complete afterthought. Like it's like it's it's like he's just a guy out there. No, no, no worry about it. Like I'm starting like also on this this point as well. Like is Kyle Shanahan a fraud? Because like if you look yeah. at Kyle Shanahan, his he had the one year where they where they where they had the you know the elite defense. Other than that, he's just been a fraud. Like they, they've never they don't win games. They they struggle every year. And like we keep waiting for this this amazing offense. And he's such a, an offensive guru and all this other stuff. And I'm like, how the fuck do you not use Brandon Ayuk? Like how do you not? Do whatever you can to scheme that dude touches. He is clearly, if not, he's not their best wide receiver. He's damn sure their second best wide receiver. And the guy's not getting any opportunities. Out. Three targets last week in a game that they were trailing. Like, how do you not utilize Brian Ike? Do whatever you can to scheme him touches because he is absolutely dynamic. And I don't get it. The whole thing has been a, a catastrophe. And uh, the more and more I've started to think that Kyle Shanahan is just a fraud. Maybe, maybe they're just they're savoring him for the inevitable Debo Samuel injury. Maybe they're like, hey, we, we gotta squeeze this lemon as much as we can, get all get all the juice out of this Debo fruit because we might not have it. You know, that it might be going out of season. The Debo fruit might not be ripe for uh for too much longer. Maybe that's it. That's the only thing I, I can possibly think of. I loved Ayuk coming into this year, played well with Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard. Thought it was going to be like, okay, hey, if Debo can stay healthy, that's going to be great. But I think it's going to be Ayuk who leads us, even though I, I love Debo, you know, at, coming in as a rookie. I think it might, I might have a soft spot for South Carolina receivers with Brian Evers as well. But it doesn't make any any sense to me either. And then you look at, you know, some of the guys who he's drafted that haven't panned out. Uh, you know, Dante Pettis comes to, comes to mind. So I, I don't have any answers for you, Kev. I got nothing. Yeah, just past what what they do scheme wise, I, I think the problem that I had with IU coming into the season is that this is just not an offense that throws at a high percentage, and especially if they make the move to Lance, which it now looks like they kind of have. And um, we'll see what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo here, but they're they're just going to run more. And I think it's kind of similar to the Justin Fields, except Trey Lance is not as polished as Justin Fields, and we saw that here in Week Four, where other than that broken play to Debo. Uh, 
which he also underthrew, if we remember right. Uh, Trey Lance looked not great throwing the football, so I think that's going to hurt. I think it's going to hurt Debo Samuel as well, where, where I don't think I should have him ranked as high as we have. Um, so that, I, that's what I'm afraid of, is that when they all three coexisted between Kittle, Debo, and Ayuk, Ayuk actually struggled. He only had one good game. Other than that, he had 44 yards or less with two. I think he had 12 and 14 yards in two of those four starts. So um, there's just not enough passing volume. But, yeah, you guys are right. Like, even if there's not, he still should be involved more. Get, give him a run, uh, um, you know, motion him out, you know, do something to, to get him the football. Um, but it's just not happening right now. That is putting it lightly. Uh, just real quick, the last guy I want to touch on, Jalen Waddle. I think you can go back to him as a flex-level play. Started off looking good for him. Last week had three catches for 33 yards really early in that game and then nothing. But then going up against Tampa Bay this uh, this week, he's going to continue to play in the slot. There's no way going up against Tampa Bay, he only sees four receptions. A lot of that work went toward Devontae Parker, but I think we could see that funnel back toward Jalen Waddle. So maybe not the, what, 13 or 12 targets that he saw two weeks ago, but I do think we see him approach at like 8 to 10 range. Uh, like I said, I, th I think you can go back to him as a uh, as a flex level play in this matchup. So that is going to wrap everything up for the wide receiver rankings. Any questions you guys have, drop a comment in the video or pull down the video description. Click the link for the Discord. You can jump in there, ask your questions, come join the TFA community. It is absolutely free. So make sure you're keeping things locked in here, and we'll catch you guys soon. Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! 
Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.